Careful what you wish for. I bet that no more pencils, no more books, no more teachers' dirty looks poem was a whole lot funnier before quarantine. You ready? You gonna catch it, Greg? You gonna catch it? <laughs> oh, hey, that's okay, buddy. We got a whole bucket of them. Everyone, just uh, keep your glove under your eyes and move your feet to track the ball into your glove, okay? All right, pop fly, Jamie. Ah, oh, uh, so sorry, I didn't mean just under the eyes, like a little further from the face, okay, Jamie? That's my fault. Okay. No blood, though, we good, we good. All right, Josh, run for this one. No, you, you got to run towards it, Josh. No, not, that's okay. Hey, that's okay. Boy! What? Boy! 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 Who said that? Boy, what do you mean, who said that? Is that any way to talk to your ghost dad, coach boy? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Papa Ghost. Welcome back from hell. <laughs> sorry if I'm screaming, boy. It's loud down there. And we all talk in intermittently southern accents, boy. <laughs> it's okay. I just didn't expect to see you again. But it makes sense. You showing up on the first day of Video High's inclusivity-focused intramoral baseball league. I got Mr. Marlowe to cave, and now the four of us finally have a program based around sports, despite sort of kind of hating them at the same time. <laughs> I'm glad all them hours I spent absolutely hammering baseballs at your tiny body counted for something, boy. You coaching like I coached you? Oh, you mean with a strong focus on fostering self-confidence through individual engagements? Rooted in team-based strategy with an understanding that mistakes happen when you're learning new games? I do mean that, yes! <laughs> of course, those were your exact words to me growing up. Or you could always use the anagram we learned for it. Was Fosk Tier it beswat mwing? <laughs> Oh, oh, Mr. Papa Ghost, I know those are the sacred words that set you free. Hee <laughs> hee, he, boy! Can't blame me for trying! I love you, boy! That's why I did it, boy! Well, have fun with your friends! You can show them Papa Ghost's old slider! Then don't forget to kill him later! You got it! Uh, hey, uh, what? What was that? Oh, yeah! Change of plans, boy! I didn't think of it when you were a boy, boy. But in 1998, I was watching this Joe Estevez slasher movie called The Catcher. This is why we're doing this, boy. This is why we're killing your friends, boy. I love The Catcher. It's the story of a brave coach dad's ascension to ghost dad. 
his mortal remains bashed upon the sacrificial mound of the unholy diamond, <laughs> killed by your own baseball son. Pretty much my life story. And the movie covers this by skipping 17 years into the future. The rebirth cycle of the ghost dad. Like the beautiful cicada bug, boy. Wait, just skips right forward right then like with a lower third no bug with slow motion footage of a man showering slow sensuous footage of david heavener halfway between cult filmmaker and preacher taking a hot sudsy shower boy what are your questions boy does David Hevener play the kids 17 years older? Oh, to boy or not to boy? That is the question, boy. No, the guy showering is just Walker, less a red herring, and more the sun-melted Swedish fish in the carpet of this movie. Okay, I guess at least we get this movie's uncomfortable shower scene out of the way. Boy, how do you think so, boy? You're not even fucking close. Oh no, I should actually probably say trigger warning, boy, for those who would be harmed by watching a suddenly violent depiction of a rape. I mean it. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I spent quite a bit of this movie in a bit of like stunned mouth agape confusion, boy. It's wild. Trigger warning, boy. <laughs> oh, well, also, spoiler alert, Mr. Pappy Ghost. <laughs> Though maybe the clue was in the title. <laughs> so our hero compels his now large son to dress as Walker and kill a whole mess of people, boy. He does some through ironic baseball deaths. <laughs> and rapes. And rapes, yeah! <laughs> but mostly he just hits people with a bat real hard, boy. All the while, he is guided on by the specter of his dad, a voice that has followed him his whole life. Like the voice of a captain guiding him down a river to a dark horror. But just the voice, like in some of the narration work, maybe occasionally also standing in for that captain in reverse shots or like body double stuff after that captain had some sort of cardiac event, but never really receiving the renown of the captain himself, boy. So, you want me to kill my friends so you can be Martin Sheen? That's why I do this, boy! I wanna be Martin Sheen, boy! Who are you talking to, Casey? What? Uh, oh, he's... he's gone. Just like that. <laughs> are you gonna murder us? Uh, uh-oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, are we just gonna stand around all night? Are we gonna... Play ball! Johnny McIntosh. That kid that killed his father with a bat. He swore on the day they locked him up, he'd come back. You should have traded me. If you wasn't going to play me, then you should have given me a chance. Terry? What have you done? Classmates, <laughs> let's hear our starting lineup. Josh Roth, 
This episode of Video High is brought to you by Farmer John's Hot Dogs. The only hot dog made from the meat of genuine AAA League ballplayers. Dogs so fresh, <laughs> you can taste the steroids. Yours to enjoy, only from Farmer Johnny's. <laughs> <laughs> and Greg Hansen. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to slay. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Kennedy. Oh, I'm so glad we went with different songs. I was worried for a second. <laughs> Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Bludgeon some teammates upside their heads. Sodom, I soon to be newlywed. Let me kill, kill, kill the whole home team. And then find a catcher to frame. For it's one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six deaths, and then you've got a murder ball game. Damn, uh, let's play some motherfucking ball, baby. <laughs> this movie. Oh, I'm Casey Regan. Uh, <laughs> never, never has America's pastime been captured so romantically. <laughs> More like devils in the infield. <laughs> It is more like that, yes. <laughs> Damn it, that should have been my opening thought. I know. <laughs> Absolutely. Much like watching a ball game, you can't really tell who's moving and what's happening and who's dead and who's alive and who's throwing and who's catching and who's a ghost. You know, just like a ball game. Yeah, and then you just go up and go get some nachos instead. <laughs> and drink. Baseball games are an excuse for drinking, and uh, this movie is a reason for drinking. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I think, Casey, you did a bang-up job describing generally what happens in this movie. Oh, thank you. And one element that I think is important to note is that at least the movie attempts to create an air of mystery uh, over who is killing all the players. And, of course, there are red herrings <laughs> like Walker, like the creepy janitor... And then we find out, as you mentioned, that it's none of those people. That it is ju- It's somebody that we really have only met at the beginning of the movie <laughs> yeah. that has come, come back. Like The IMDb and the Wikipedia page will tell you that it's because he was just released or escaped from a mental institution. The plot of the movie does not tell you that. <laughs> I will tell you, the back of the, of the VHS spoils all of this mystery. It says, after 17 years in an insane asylum... <laughs> Johnny McIntosh has come back to the ball field where he bludgeoned his father to death with the dream of playing his ultimate fantasy game, the ghost of his twisted father guiding him. He handpicks his teammates one corpse at a time. That is the movie. Not only that's the movie, (laughs) that's the plot twist. And then some. Yeah. It's more. It's more than they give you. There's more information. Yeah. Here. It's the ending. It's like the last shot. It's the last set piece, <laughs> even. And also the fact that there's this unexplained insane asylum inmate who has broken out and is killing people, which is just like slightly alluded to until <laughs> they go, oh yeah, that's the thing. And you're like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. He's it's- come home. Who? What? <laughs> to be honest, I fucking thought, and I was more ready to believe that it was the ghost 
of this yeah. kid who is in, yeah. inhabiting the body of Walker. And so it's it's not Walker. It's Johnny McIntosh, but it's Walker. But no, it's it's just a fucking dude. Why? And they... <laughs> so why have the red herring fake out? This movie require. I mean, this movie just expected you to have seen Halloween. Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. And, and, uh, like, including the opening credits, which is just a complete ripoff of the Halloween opening credits, but replace a jack-o'-lantern with a catcher's mask. <laughs> which is very, very funny. Yes. <laughs> Not nearly as scary as the music would suggest. Yeah, but it is very funny because there are moments where it's almost like David Heavener and all the people are in this, like, like a giallo. Like, they're in, like, a Tuscan horror movie uh, with, like, mystery and intrigue, and then, like, the the killer is in Kevin Smith's Tusk. He's in, like, a a, a movie that is, like, a single joke played out to its, like, absurd conclusion. Well, and and the cinematography, that's all taking itself very seriously, but you're right. Yeah, totally. The killer aspect is not. (laughs) Or just, like, effects seem to be saved till, like, the end of the day. (laughs) Because we open with Martin Sheen hucking baseballs at a kid. His wife saying, leave the kid alone. (laughs) Oh, wait, I said Martin Sheen. Oh, you know? I did. I got confused. He's it's baffling how similar those two men look. It is, and how <laughs> and how both of them can be so fucking talented, <laughs> and how they can both be in Apocalypse Now. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. This movie's more like West Swing. <laughs> oh, Whoa, <laughs> nice. <Yeah>. Very good. <laughs> I thought you said you were going to catch it. Ah, pick up the damn ball, Frank. That's too hard. You just shut up, Phyllis. You shut up! Fort! Fort, get your ass all the way home! This has nothing to do with you! This has to do with me and my son! In a sport of which you have absolutely no understanding! It was a good game, they won! You! Lost the game! Three errors, boy! Your game! That's the game you lost. And that's why I got you here, son. I love you, boy. Did anyone, did y'all play baseball, like Little League and shit? No. Yeah, I played some Little League. I wasn't good at it. <laughs> there is a, like a level two when you're a little kid learning baseball, where every, I assume, every person, coach, guardian, parent has to... Go, all right, well, today's the day I hook a baseball at my kid. <laughs> today's the day I throw a ball as hard as I can. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not holding back anymore, boy. Yeah, all right, buddy. Uh, I'm going really, to really put some heat on this. I, and, I have suffered and, many, many injuries from baseball. Uh, I'm not good at it. <laughs> I watched a friend of mine take a pop fly to the dome at a practice, and like he went down really, really hard. And like a rag doll went down. <laughs> and uh, we were all very nervous, <laughs> like, including the adults. There was like a long silence, <laughs> like as everyone in the field sort of stood starkly still, <laughs> unsure of what to do. This is gonna go one of two ways. <laughs> Which also, it's sort of this movie sort of has that horror vibe. I know that is not a genre; that's a memory uh, of my own. <laughs> so I know that doesn't mean much to most people. But the horror moments had like weird sort of twin peaksy feels for me. Like yes. had like this odd yeah. like 
starkness of it made it a little more chilling like the moment where the the sh- when martin sheen hits his son with martin <laughs> sheen i don't know why i'm doing that i'm trying to give joe estevez what he wants <laughs> all i'm saying is that joe estevez has a much larger filmography <laughs> quantity versus quality yeah if i've learned anything about life it's about the amount of things you do not, yeah, not the quality of them. Well, he's a performer. I think we can all agree he's a performer who cares more about the craft and the audience. <laughs> he, you know, he's willing to, f- uh, for no fame, give his body to uh, Francis Ford Coppola, and that's that's a that's an artist right there. That's a that's a that's a martyr, really. A movie that had already killed one of his brothers. It was basically it was his <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> I appreciate the man's dedication to linguistics because. When he's yelling at his wife and he's like, it's about me and my son in a sport of which you have no understanding. (laughs) It's like definitely not how it was written. And he was like, no, 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 no. This is the correct. Have the two words of which ever been yelled like that before in cinematic history? (laughs) Yeah, Microsoft Word gave the thumbs up on that one. (laughs) I see you're trying to write a catcher movie. (laughs) because there's like moments in this movie especially uh when he in this these early scenes when he's oscillating between like you gotta catch it boy and like i love you boy this is why i do it honey why don't you go home and stay out of men's affairs the affairs of which you are little informed (laughs) boy here's a baseball i hate you i'll kill you i love you so much like there's a lot of improv vibe in what he's doing. Yeah, how much of his lines are written in this opening, or even the entire movie? Well, especially because the kid says nothing, right? The kid literally no, he says, says nothing. nothing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I could imagine a reality where, like, Joe Estevez is aware Martin Sheen is doing these wordy monologues for The West Wing, a show that is in production. He's like, I, I can do that too. <laughs> I can do the words. I can, I can word. do words. <laughs> hoping, hoping against hope that his brother has another heart attack so he. Can can take over on the West Wing. <laughs> Mr. Sorkin, if there is as he, some as sort he of... mixes his tea and he's like, here you go, Bart. <laughs> yeah. Another raw egg? Oh, Joe, you make me these all day. <laughs> well, it's the 90s. <laughs> we think eggs are poisonous. <laughs> That's a joke for those of us who are in our 30s. <laughs> Only. Yeah, I do feel like it reeks of improv, but also that Joe Estevez reeks of alcohol. So, so like, I don't know if they would have trusted that he would be able to improv, but also, like, I don't know how these people uh, do when it comes to, you know, how fast. You don't pretend to know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and. (laughs) And Heavener is is all on script this whole time. He's he may as well be on cue cards actually. Yeah. <laughs> the, way, the way his eyeline is for a lot of this, like we don't know oh, that yeah. they're not there. Just under camera. Yeah. Like I did feel scanned constantly by him. Terry. <laughs> yeah, I, I would normally agree with you that this movie has tongue in cheek elements, but considering the filmographies of literally everybody involved, I don't think so. I don't think that they're self-aware enough to really under like if you look at David Heavener's filmography, like he's never played in something that registers as overtly tongue-in-cheek. He's 
pretty dead fucking serious. Guy Crawford and Yvette Hoffman, who wrote and directed it, similarly, they made a a, a handful of these sort of low-budget, you know, direct-to-video thriller types. I think this is what happens when you give, like, two weeks and a hundred thousand dollars to a bunch of like starving filmmakers and i mean i mean i think joe estevez knows exactly what he's doing but but they had him for <laughs> yeah. a day one day yeah yeah fucking lights up the screen though he like really he really makes the movie yeah oh yeah most people who like this movie or know this movie period think of it uh, as as the joe estevez five minutes with 80 or so minutes of uh, other things happening. Uh, And God damn it, if he's not doing his best Alex Jones. And I gotta (laughs) gotta love him for that. It's so sweaty yelling. It's (laughs) so moist. Especially, yeah, like all the kill scenes definitely have that surreal air to them where you almost don't know if they're real or not. Yeah. yeah, which isn't helped by the fact that they do the like really strange 90s fast motion yeah. thing sometimes yeah. to make the effects, like I guess, look better. Every kill, you have to do some of the work of imagining the violence. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's BYOV. It's bring your own violence. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because... <laughs> while Johnny McIntosh as a as a young boy is beating to death seemingly with the power granted to you by like Surge Cola commercials just like <laughs> you know like sort of fast motion beating his dad over the head with a bat his dad is saying like Like cursing him, essentially giving him yeah. a curse. Yeah, it is a death curse. <laughs> I was excited. I thought it was gonna be the killer is just Joe Estevez is just like this demon or whatever because this ghost dad. It's funny, but it is disappointing to be like, no, I, I, at the end be like, no, it's the crazy guy, the crazy guy we've all known about. <laughs> you, the audience, you know about him because you've seen the yeah. first. Scene. <laughs> the, the bummer is it got where it wanted to go. It just took an annoying highway there. <laughs> yeah. It feels like watching a sequel to a horror movie. Oh, yeah, you know, Freddy. You all know Freddy, right? You yeah. know. <laughs> but it's like a separate town completely, and yeah. they're like, no, why is this like... You know what? That's... You saying Freddy, that's funny because this it is sort of like Freddy Krueger. It is where we all know who the killer is from minute. It's like we know who's killing everybody. It's Freddy Krueger. It's just the victims are also like curious about this story of this guy, Freddy Krueger. Got to find out about it. This is like the story of Freddy Krueger if he was killing people who didn't research who Freddy Krueger was. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I don't, who's Freddy? I don't fucking know. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> There's also, and and I'm going to use this as an example to lean back, that maybe these filmmakers were like in a little, that this, the tongues were in the cheeks. The tongue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, the bat was the in the cheeks. Was good. Oh, <laughs> damn you, Jamie. <laughs> I love it when Casey gets deflated. No, I, I, it was hubris. I laughed at my joke in my head and it slowed me down. Oh, God. Uh, but uh, the... <laughs> so we cut from that to David Heavener showering, which is like we're cutting from one character to another. 
Film language is telling us they're the same, but that is a trick. Ha ha. That's a lie. <laughs> the text is Walker is killing people. At least the mis- the misleading text is walk a person, it seems like Walker is killing everybody after yet another disappointing season and like seemingly his chances at baseball stardom have slipped him by. So, you know, and because we transition from Martin... My God. Because <laughs> we transition from Joe Estevez getting beaten to death to David Hevener having, like, a real sexy shower. Essentially, like, David Hevener in the shower and then the female lead walking slow motion down the hallway. We essentially cut to the video at, like, a karaoke bar without the yeah. lyrics over it. It really feels like a music video. Like, it, it's so bizarre. Especially the slow motion. It's all in slow motion, too. It's all in Dubs slow motion. Dubs start flying across the street. <laughs> <laughs> Stock footage of a sailboat. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the lyrics to like, no diggity, about to bag it up, bag it up. I like the way you work it. No diggity are playing. <laughs> As always, thanks for listening to WKGR Live, the Sports Radio Network, and we'll be right back after this. Damn. What are these guys going to start playing with some heart? Absolutely no respect for the game, Howie. Hey, Miss Mitchell, I thought you were brought in here to make some changes. Give her a break, Howie. She just got here. You know, when an attractive young woman such as yourself rises up through the ranks very quickly, well, some people might wonder just how they got there, if you know what I mean. No, I don't. Come on. When I figure out exactly who is not working, they won't be sticking around. And we're back. I think the the Terry character is just another example of Joe Estevez dunking on his family because he's undoing the chauvinist messages of Major League, where Charlie Sheen uh, played played on a team where a woman took over as manager and ruined the team. No, 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 not not in Joe Estevez's movie. Well, technically, <laughs> technically, she took over the team, and then she lost half the team to murder. So mm, that's hard to not say. You can't <laughs> hard to say. Because <laughs> the radio hosts are all sexist to her, and she's like, "I'm going to turn this team Again, around." Again, the radio hosts that hang out at the stadium way right. too that's, long. That's another thing. This movie takes place entirely at night after the last game of the season. Until, I guess, dawn? And yeah. everyone is at the stadium. Yeah, no one has anywhere else to fucking go. No, no. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Bakersfield is a sad place. And so, <laughs> you know, maybe hanging out at the stadium in the dark is actually, like, <laughs> way better than going back to your fucking, like, no-lawn house. Perfect place to take a date, apparently. Yeah, hey, baby. <laughs> hey, baby, if you can get brain in a hot tub, it's the right place to be. That is, that is a law I live by. And yeah, uh, Terry has been brought in apparently at the end of the season. <laughs> on, the, oh, yeah, yeah. on the day yeah, of the last, the last day. That's when well, you want to do that's some personnel you need to turn the team changes. Because you spend the summer <laughs> yeah. cracking the math, doing some money ball. You call Brad Pitt. You're right. Like, by next season, we're going to be great, guys. The next season is tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Season's over, Walker. And what's that supposed to mean? It means, pal, that I'm no longer obligated to be your baseball buddy. Look, I know it's your job and everything, but we're punched out. And if you didn't notice, that's why you got your ass kicked today. Hey, what's up with you guys anyway, huh? I mean, it's not like the first time we ever lost a game, huh? 
Hey, and I'm the one that got kicked out of the game. There was major league management out there today. Mm. Talent scouts. Uh-huh. Who I'm expected to be taken out and treated like a prince by. <laughs> but thanks to you, I'm not seeing too many propositions. But you know who got a major league contract? No, who? Tyrone Jackson. Not me, or Billy, or any of the other guys that have been carrying your weight. Tyrone got a contract? Yeah, he's going to the show. You know how long he's been playing? Two seasons. Man, I've been out here six. I'm not a sports person, obviously, and I don't mean to offend people, nah. but are catchers important? Like, can a catcher, like, sink a game for everyone? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes, because they bat. Okay, okay, catchers, okay. Well, no, no, also, also because... At least my understanding, which does largely come from movies, but those movies are based on true stories. Because of, like, so much of the strategy comes from the pitcher and catcher. Like, at a certain point, the other people on the field are just reacting to whatever the batter does. Like, the pitcher and catcher are the ones... really communicating. Yeah, they're communicating, they're strategizing, they're, like, the catcher is the sort of power bottom... Of the pitcher catcher uh, interplay on the baseball field by uh, telling the rest of the players what to do, you know, because the catcher is watching the field, so understands what like the runners are gonna do, determining with the pitcher what pitches to pitch. So we need fielders on more on this side because we're gonna pitch so that this batter will hopefully hit it in this direction. You should not have the bad player on the team as catcher. Is I guess what I'm saying. Okay, it, okay, uh, right. It, it, this is very informative. Yeah. You want a catcher, not a belly scratcher. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. That's exactly correct. <laughs> Terry, uh, Terry, the manager, is uh, proposed to by Billy, uh, who's a player on the team, I guess. Yes. Uh, who proposes with a baseball bat that has Will You Marry Me written in tape, which was kind of cute. Well, that's kind of cute. The lead up to it is less cute because it's staged like a horror movie where he's sitting there holding this bat like he's going to commit murder with it as another red herring maybe briefly. And like the music is serious. Billy? Is that you? And then he like twists the bat over and it says, Terry, will you marry me? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to say. I'll say yes. I've got the whole evening planned. Dinner, dancing, everything. Is that Walker? She does dodge the marriage question. Like, (laughs) she doesn't actually give an answer. She's like, oh, Billy, is that David? (laughs) (laughs) I've got to fire him. Uh, I'll get back to you, Billy. I'll let you know later. It's like, yes or no, yes or no, please. (laughs) We had just seen before this... We see the scene where Tyrone is killed, cleaning up in the locker room, and he gets just bludgeoned to death. Yeah. Early death, simple, except for the fact that it, like, just there's a shot of his body is on the in the foreground, like on to the right of frame, and then the left of frame is dark. Like yeah, something German out of Chi- expressionism. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it, yeah, or like something out of like Chicago. It's like I expected the catcher to like the silhouette of the catcher to turn around and be like, and that's Hollywood, and then the door shuts. <laughs> And that's Bakersfield. (laughs) Yeah, welcome to Bakersfield. The first kill against Tyrone, like, it's sort of just a 
in the shadows person in a catcher's mask. But like by the time people are like seeing them across the field and it's just this like big doughy guy, it's like, oh, obviously that is not the actor. That <laughs> I mean, that is just an awful body double if that's supposed to be David Hevener. And then like when they're showing the close up of like Walker's name on the back of the uniform as he like stalks close to Billy in the shower, it's like no one wears a name tag to their murder. Like no one, no one, no one does that. And Billy is in the shower. The killer tapes him down. Yeah, this happens a lot in this movie. The yeah. tape, where, yeah, the power of duct tape, of tape in this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, you is, can you can tape someone to first base, Greg, like yeah. easily. Is to dirt. <laughs> it was the 90s. Like, because I grew up with this understanding that, like, if you put gorilla tape on something, ain't nothing getting it off. Never. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tape sticks to dirt. Why wouldn't it stick to dirt? It sticks to everything else. So he, he tapes them to the tile floor, which I, I'm just saying. The it, wet tile floor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> last time I checked, uh, doesn't work. Uh, no. I'm just going to say it. I'm no. going to say it. Science says. Oh, he tapes him to a. He tapes him to like a table or something. He did. Okay, if I fucking a wet table. (laughs) The fact (laughs) that it's fucking tape feels so (laughs) feels so weird and cheap in a way that is just like this movie doesn't like. Yeah, it looks cheap because it's like there aren't a lot of characters. It's like shot in a stadium after hours. There's not a lot of production design, but like it doesn't look cheap in the realm of like it makes decisions that are. Sort of inherently low tech, generally speaking. Again, uh, just hitting people with baseball bats as a, as like yeah. a death scene is like not. It's like uh, okay, uh, but it's at least fitting. At right. least the low tech stuff is fitting with the themes. The tape feels strange in a way yeah. where I was just like yeah. out of left tape? field. Would you say? <laughs> I would say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I gotta be honest, yo. I did <laughs> not get caught up in the duct tape of this scene. I did. That is definitely I, not I, the I, aspect I of this scene uh, that I found weirdly, myself Weirdly, that was on. a lot No, 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 no but I will. Okay, I want to give this scene credit, which it doesn't deserve. Because it's <laughs> horrifying. It's like, tr- yeah, you're right, Casey, trigger warning. But the way that this murder is staged is he is lying on the table and we see the fake walker step up behind him and it proceeds to look like he is sodomizing Billy and then to death basically and in my head in this moment I'm like this is not great I I mean I would have probably sodomized him with a baseball bat and (gasps) then like (laughs) she said that she actually said that excuse me (laughs) And and then the reveal and I'm like Bravo, movie! <laughs> Thanks for taking my worst impulses and making them uh, real. Jamie, you were you were willing the movie into being as you were watching it. Yeah. <laughs> when the fucking catcher body steps up behind him and like grabs his hips, I was like, there is no way this is about to happen. There's a 0% chance that this is the movie that's happening. And yeah, the shot is just on like Billy's face in the foreground, horrified, and then just close-ups of Billy uh, undulating in the frame with like a face of like pain, like his taped up mouth, he's like tearing up, crying, screaming through the tape. It's 
shockingly awful. Meanwhile, yeah. <laughs> it's intercutting with the color commentator who's like at times giving the plot to the movie The Bicycle Thief, giving like a recipe for goulash, like talking about like his perfect Sunday. There's just like words, like like you're being assaulted in so many ways. Like there are. It is one of the most baffling editing choices I have seen ever. Yeah, and then so you think you think the goddamn fucking slasher is raping a guy in the movie, yeah. well, and, and then, it also has like the, and he like, is, but the like the like like yeah, sound yeah. effects <laughs> happening. Where I, I was just like, whoa, jaw dropping. My my like truly jaw dropping. I I couldn't believe that's a, that's. Not the is not like the last death of the movie. That is not no. like the climax. That is no. not like uh, the big. Uh, uh, that is I will not allow this. <laughs> <laughs> I will not support that sort of behavior. <laughs> you think? Well, that's fucking wild. This guy just got <laughs> butt fucked. That's nuts. Too and death. then Billy just like dies and fucking like anime dies. The blood comes out the mouth. It's it's for real. You think, well, at least it was ridiculous at the end. He just died for no reason. And then we cut to fucking the killer walking away and dropping the will you marry me bat with blood way too high up it. Way too far up the bats. Billy did not deserve this. It, it is the worst death. I yeah. have no idea what happened in the following three or four scenes, y'all. So you, because I, my head was ringing. Oh, God. It, it really, it's insane. It is He'd the most only, insane thing in the to entire To reiterate, movie. he had only killed two people since then and only by hitting them over the heads with the bats so he really one time 17 years earlier he he really fucking ramped up quick really got a taste for this murder thing and how moly so i will illuminate you as to what happens now Terry is yeah. wandering the halls of the abandoned, which so, should be abandoned baseball stadium. Which happens a lot. You know. In this th- movie. Yeah. Th- that is the rest of the goddamn movie is people wandering the, should be, you should be home, yeah. should be the rest of the title of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> what are you still doing here? Yes. The movie. Oh, I did, I, I, uh, I did want to bring up one of the wandering scenes specifically. <laughs> Early was in the it mo- the longest tracking shot ever of her walking <laughs> across the field before yes. the, the, the stadium? Yes, it was. Oh, that one is fucking sick. It's sick, exactly. Because for one thing, in the background, as she's walking at the top of the stands, mm, there is yeah. like another ghoulish form following her, mm. yeah. staying in step with her. It's pretty rad. The next shot, she turns a corner in the background, someone... In a catcher's outfit, seemingly walks behind her, follows her walking for a second, starts like jogging after her. Then we cut. She's walking downstairs. That figure is not in the movie anymore, which was kind of creepy. And maybe again was felt like if that was a mistake, if that was like a fucking (laughs) PA or something. Oh, fuck, (laughs) I'm in the shot. Uh, (laughs) No, my my guess is that it was probably stolen from from like later in the movie. 
you know, uh, when she's getting yeah. chased, and mm-hmm. then they and they just sort of like were like, "Ooh, it would maybe we could ramp it up a little bit better." Or they were like, "Yeah, it's not hard. It's not easy to see him, so we can kind of get away with it." Maybe yeah. I, either either choice is whatever was in their hearts and minds. It did the work for me to yeah. think that it this was like a haunting. That this was a this was supernatural. And thankfully, right around this time. Joe Estevez shows back up. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Thank, God. Yay, Thank you. Finally. Right. Well, are we just going to stand around all night? Are we going to play ball? ball? <laughs> oh, damn, boy. Oh, God damn, boy. That was good. That was good. But you want us to get you a little, a little key to set that ball on, huh? Go home and get some rest. It's late. Walker, is that you? Walker. Hey, I'm talking to you. Yeah, the lights in the stadium come on, and one of the two commentators calls down to Walker, he thinks, is on the field. The radio host walks up to him, gets knocked out by the bat, wakes up, taped down to home base again. Not possible. Duct taped to the <laughs> ground. Yep. Uh, and this this is pretty rad. Estevez pitches to Johnny, who's running the bases, and he slides into the commentator's head. Yeah, this was probably, for me, the best example of idea over execution, I think. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean a singular cleat to the head is not, like, exciting, thrilling killing? Well, no, I, I think the, the with better effects, that would be super cool. Like, if you yeah. actually saw the neck break, the, like... the Better makeup, and you absolutely could have sold it. Yeah. But it was just like a slash on the head. It was just like a little, like... <laughs> ketchup dribbled down the top of his head. <laughs> I, I actually found that the performances in this movie, they really did sell their injuries. Fucking God bless whoever is the actor playing Billy. Really ma- really made me yep. feel that uh, he was taking that Louisville slugger all the way, all the way to the word Louisville, probably. <laughs> and, like the guy who gets the cleat to the head. The hit like feels real. It's just the makeup. Makeup just don't back it up, and that it's too bad because the kill was the kill. It's a it's it's the most ironic baseball death. <laughs> so Danny sneaks up on Terry while she's looking at a computer. She's looking at uh, the virus proned computer with the RBI virus. Obviously, this team is living by the numbers. They're going by <laughs> they're going by the computers, and that's why we needed a virus subplot. Well, what, what was, the was that subplot of the virus? What I was that? What was that doing? Love that subplot. What the literal hell? Love a good floppy disk. Love a good like. Oh do you God. want to install virus? <laughs> yes. Yes uh, or no? Ah, uh, 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 you didn't say the magic word. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> but the virus specifically was just saying. This guy's been murdered. This guy's been murdered. Now these next two people are going to be murdered. It didn't yeah. do anything it else, It was like right? a hit list. It was called the RBI virus with, because the writers have seen a, a baseball before. So <laughs> that was a very clever joke. Yeah, more like RBI. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I think all the, I think the virus just zeroed out everyone's fucking batting average. I think that's all it did. Is that all it did? And there's no record of that 
anywhere else. No, Nowhere. it's in the computer. Not in the world. Why would you need to back up? It's it's on the computer. Right. Well, it was the order in which he was killing them or planning to kill them, yes. But why did Including it Including to... the coach that has a, a batting average, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. Including Tyrone Jackson, who was who on, the on the other, other team. team. <laughs> they just got everybody in there. Why does the killer need a Mr. Virus? President? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, his batting average was not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Beth, you were not hitting out of the infield this year, were you? You get a little more red herring of like, is David the guy? I don't know, maybe. Where he like goes to check something out and Terry tells Carl to follow him, which is like, okay, I guess Terry's just going to be alone. It's an awful lot of splitting up in this movie. Yeah, you go that way towards the killer. I'm looking for Walker. Have you seen him? No, I don't really want to. Yeah, I suppose I can understand that. I'm going down to batting cages. If you see him, send him down there. All right, Coach. Besides, you better let the girl up to breathe or she's going to drown. David finds the coach. Who We got to talk about Coach Red for a second. I love Coach Red. Hey, get the hell away from that machine. Now it's Red's turn to be killed. Mm-hmm. The killer hits Red with a ball from the pitching machine. Again, the strong power of duct tape. He's duct taped to the net and cannot get Still out. Still not a thing. <laughs> there yeah. is a pretty cool POV shot yeah. through the catcher's helmet looking at the machine as the balls are, like, getting shot. And we're getting pitch cam, which yeah. I Which was cool. Love. The camera zooms down the length of the, the pitch at the POV of the ball into red ball to the mouth like a roast pig with an apple. <laughs> yeah. The deaths in this movie are perhaps the most obvious like first brainstorm list of baseball deaths someone could come up with. <laughs> but they're, they're effective. They're very first they're, base. Yeah, they're very <laughs> first base. Exactly. <laughs> but they're effective. Like right. they yeah. still stage them very well. Are they're there more creative Yeah, which they're on I theme. Appreciate. Are there more creative ones? Probably, but like I like what they went for, and you kept it simple, and but they did fun, it well. And, th- and they're staged well, and they're yeah. shot in interesting ways, and also like a good a good prosthetic of a guy <laughs> with the baseball. <laughs> it is it's stuck in his mouth, and he's like, oh, right. it's like oh, that. it's gonna be good. And the POV shots are are well crafted and creative. Yep. And I appreciate that. It's like the Great British Bake Off. If you're going to go with a simple bake, it's got to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and this looks it. like, all right, it's it doesn't right, have a soggy right. bottom, you know, it's, it's but fine. it's not great. Yeah. yeah, This movie could be described, though, as half-baked. <laughs> <laughs> also could be described as having a soggy bottom. <laughs> Yo. Oh. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Red pokes him with something and struggles he's like and like the screwdriver or whatever he was using on the pitching machine he just kind of like very unclear what he's he's like fighting back he with. just slips that into our murderer's collarbone <laughs> just very easily <laughs> it's only it's not important because this guy is michael myers he just like soon is just gonna start twisting people's fucking heads off it doesn't matter this guy <laughs> is well, yeah. 
That's the What's nice semi-important about this beat, but it's also not important at all. To me, I, <laughs> I was like... Like everything in this like goddamn everything movie. everything in this movie. I was like, okay, the killer now has a wound. So now we're going to see Walker again, and will we notice if he has a wound in his in the oh. same place or not? And like, will that be the payoff of us trying to figure out if it's Walker or not? That does not pay off, but my brain went there. <laughs> oh, there, but there was, he did have blood. Walker he is covered have, in blood because he's holding red in the next scene. Yeah, and so he did end up having blood in that same spot. Because so, I was on the same train where I was like, oh, he's got blood on his shoulder. And then it's kind of a nice misdirect. Again, if they were trying to do a misdirect. Right. Like, it, it feels like uh, somehow uh, they decided during the shooting of the movie what the reveal was going to be like it's almost <laughs> like like they did like a clue thing where they shot a whole bunch of different options <laughs> and then they just went with the one that nobody wanted or that they actually set up at all they were like okay so we set up Carl and we set up uh David and we'll also shoot like a random third guy that we haven't seen in the movie for fun. And then they were like, random third guy it is. <laughs> <laughs> in some theaters, it was actually Walker. In yeah. some theaters, <laughs> it was Carl. I, I wish. I, I, that would be so fun. Oh, that's, what they, that's what they call a, 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 pitch, a pitch hitter. What's it called? <laughs> yeah. I, love I love how so fucking timid you were for that. A pinch hitter. A pinch hitter. <laughs> okay. A pinch hitter was right. So that's what that is. <laughs> Have some confidence, boy. Have some confidence in your joke. This is why we do it. For puns and barely thought through play on words. This is why we do this. Maybe it's in part because the boy at the beginning of the movie has like a blonde mushroom cut. And David Walker has like curly brown oh, hair. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's the fact that every time they show the murderer from the back or whatever, he's got about fifty to seventy-five pounds on David Hevener. Yeah. Yep. So yep. I'm gonna say this: uh, Do you truly expect me to believe that Joe Estevez, the woman who plays the mom? Of which, again, there's at least a 20-year age difference. Sure. And then the 13-year-old child are all somehow related to each other <laughs> in earnest. Like, that is... No, but I just... I Regardless of all that sort of stuff, just the fact that when he's stalking his victims and they're, like, literally the close... The shot is just the word walker on the back of the jersey. <laughs> I did, like... It's hard to for me to think they really thought people would think oh yeah it's walker like that word says <laughs> it's walker <laughs> says walker so who else could it be? it'd be the commentators like doing it and he yeah. and it's obviously he's he's enormous <laughs> you can't confuse the two. but of course the characters don't know they're stupid and need to be killed they have to make <laughs> stupid decisions and be killed it's a slasher movie it'd be like if like fucking Norman Bates is like approaching fucking Janet Lee in the shower and like takes a moment and we see him like scratch under the wig. You know? like, it's like... <laughs> so we're back with the sexually charged couple at this time. And this is when the writer's room of baseball related deaths kind of runs out. <laughs> but on the plus side, we finally get the first base, second base, third base sexually charged joke, and I appreciate that. I, I'm impressed it took them until like minute 60 to make Agreed. it. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> it shows some restraint. Yeah. Very impressed. Yeah, so they're starting to d 
do it on home plate because awesome. I think they were doing it in every place. They did it just, in the hot. I think they were literally doing like yeah. a tour of the stadium. They're yeah. like, let's have sex in as many locations, concession as stand, we possibly can, locker room. <laughs> This hot tub. Merch stand. <laughs> and then home home run is like, now this is the piece de resistance. <laughs> but, and then for some reason, this movie got timid and thought that like a missionary sex scene <laughs> should have absolutely no thrusting in it. <laughs> I don't know why that suddenly became necessary. And then our catcher. Picks up baseball guy, fucking like a dandelion on a field, just fucking twists his head, pops his head, twists yeah. his neck, chases Beth, the woman. I say that only because she's given no other characterization. No. Yes. I didn't <laughs> oh. know her name was Beth. Or I won't even say, you know what, that's that's an identity problem. I won't even say woman. The only characterization we get is vagina owner operator, Beth. <laughs> Negligee wearer. Negligee wearer, Beth. Our villain backs her into a laundry room and she's pleading for her life. Why are you doing this? Please just say something. And then does something which felt so cool because it felt so honest. He's a hulking slasher, says nothing. So she goes, I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm not going to tell anyone. I'll do anything. I'll do anything you want. Just let me go. Just let me go, okay? Okay, I'm going to leave. <laughs> All right, so as long as we're cool. <laughs> we agreed by the by your tacit silence. Yeah. That means you're cool with yeah. me leaving and definitely not going to the police right now. Say nothing if I survive. Oh, okay. All oh. right, well, I'm going to go. Uh, yeah, and then he fucking beefs her off the door of a big industrial dryer, Oof. throws her in it, and then... That's it. Doesn't start it. That's Doesn't start it. Walks away. The perfect setup, the pitch, and you bunt. Yep. <laughs> well, because his ultimate goal is to have a baseball team. He didn't think this through because I think he did probably just want men on his baseball team because that's what's right. You know, women don't belong <laughs> on the pitch. Because they have no business of which the baseball men <laughs> have done in advisement <laughs> of all time and education for which you have none at all. But then he definitely, but then the other announcer, he probably didn't count on the other announcer actually going home. And he was like, God damn it, I'm one shy. Yeah. Fine. She can pitch. Yeah, that's why he lets Terry pitch. Absolutely. He went home? No one goes home. Miss Mitchell, it's not a good idea us being down here. Just keep looking. You don't understand. I don't want to find anything. Carl, what is with you tonight? around this place as long as I have, you know. Know what? Little Johnny Macintosh. He's come home. What the hell are you talking about? Johnny Macintosh. That kid that killed his father with a bat. He swore on the day they locked him up he'd come back. And now he's here. Carl, that's just a story. It's a ghost story. Finally, we get a, the backstory. Kind of. Of yeah. Oh, yeah. As much as we get. Yeah. Wait, wait. Josh, you go. You say finally, as if we knew. Right. <laughs> we knew we were waiting for it. For it. Yeah. yeah. 
That's yeah, because true. Terry finds the Deus Ex Machina room filled with, <laughs> filled with chains and all of the evidence. <laughs> and Billy's body. And yeah. Carl whispers some exposition <laughs> to her, which is also very hard to hear. Some of the most important exposition in the entire film. L- little Johnny McIntosh has come home. I wanted Terry to like look at Carl and be like, you mean like the plot of Halloween? Are you talking about <laughs> the plot of Halloween? <laughs> no, little Johnny McIntosh. Today's the anniversary of the day he killed a family member and then went to an insane asylum. And now he's going back to where it happened so that he could kill more people who are unrelated to it. So Halloween. <laughs> no! no! Why aren't you listening to me? Third base! <laughs> Terry and Carl run away from Billy's body. They find Walker crying with the coach dead in his arms. And immediately is like, you've killed everyone in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's wild. Everyone's just running from each other like a fucking sex comedy in the 60s. They're just like running through hallways to yakety sex. It's Scooby-Doo. It's It's the Scooby-Doo hallway scene where like they're running one direction. Johnny's running the other direction. And then everyone's chasing each other. It's bananas. You got to give it to a movie that assumes that you cannot flee and escape from one person inside an empty ballpark, a thing that is usually used linguistically to describe bigness. Yeah, (laughs) to encapsulate the entirety of anything. Of anything. Of any abstract concept can be contained within a ballpark. Ballpark. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it is the it is the pun intended catch all phrase. Yes, <laughs> nice. yes, but yeah, uh old Johnny has caught everybody. After Walker gets kind of taken out of the picture, after fucking Carl martyrs himself for oh, no yeah, exact yeah. reason. Yeah. yeah, gets fucking thrown out of the movie like a fucking Royal Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, good, good guy Carl jumps in and is like, I'll stop the murderer and just gets like fucking yeeted out of the film. <laughs> yeah. We, the audience wake up with terry as she comes to bleeding from the head this is when i wake up again in the movie yeah because it rules because it's like very Uh, uh, cool were you sleeping through all the tense exciting stuff is that what you're saying (laughs) the the exciting dramatic slow walks through endless corridors What's not scary about endless corridors, Josh? Yeah, they're endless, Josh. <laughs> Nothing more terrifying than the infinite. It's like that screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> wake up, wake up, wake up. Shaking the mouse. The mouse oh, 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 God. Oh, so close. <laughs> oh, it was just a screensaver. Uh, yeah. Then you look down below the screen and it just says one word. Macintosh. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, Terry wakes up, looks around, and all of the victims of the movie, and also some people we did not see that. Some off screen (laughs) guys, too. The field got rounded out, but they've all been like essentially put up on crosses in their positions on the goddamn baseball field. And that is a A plus horror movie set piece (laughs) if I've ever heard of one. Ladies and gentlemen, please rise for our national anthem.
cutting in between the dead players in the dead of night and the game that's in Johnny's head of the bright daylight. All the players are smiling at him. The dad, the dad says to him, I think you've got a team. And like everybody stands up for the national anthem. <laughs> oh, so and fun. we so watch cool. the whole national so anthem. So awesome. <laughs> another baffling cut. We cut back to Terry standing there in absolute silence. Just like, the fuck is going on? <laughs> Uh, but Terry's on the pitcher's mound, so she has to throw the ball. To Walker, who is in his position as oh, yeah, catcher. Yeah, catch. But, right. you know, his hands are duct tape, so <laughs> he can't move an inch. <laughs> and behind him is Ghost Joe Estevez, which is like the part of the movie where I'm like, so are ghosts real still? I don't know. Unclear. It, it, is, oh. is it a mental break? Is it a ghost? We are left not sure. Well, it also it also starts to break down because then she starts to be bloody also in the in the fantasy, which right. is like like She's starts in to the feel daytime fantasy too. Like looking around, like how did I get here? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the cut from all the Field of Dreams ghosts like holding their hats over their hearts for the national anthem, then cutting back to reality. Where the Johnny McIntosh is just standing there, and there's all these dead bodies like crucified around a baseball field, like awesome, cool, yeah, great yeah. movie, <laughs> great movie making, very very funny, very uh, like a very very good set piece. Would it be improved if we had known who Johnny McIntosh was more than 15 minutes prior? <laughs> Maybe, but yeah, it's but, still really awesome. Hard, it's you still know what? Very, very hard cool. to know. Hard yeah. to know. Who yes. Can say <laughs> right. She throws two strikes. Yeah, I love that Terry gets too fucking biased. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he he has the plan. He's executed the plan. <laughs> you know, in there, maybe you don't have a lot of time to practice actually hitting. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to Terry, who is now like the thought of definitely about to be murdered has left her. She's just she's about the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But Johnny hits it and drags Terry around the bases. You know, like in baseball. <laughs> Where you yeah. <laughs> yeah you like in to... baseball, if you hit a home run, you take the pitcher around with you. Yeah. <laughs> you hold hands. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> and you and we'll run around the bases together. Around the base, yeah. past the victims. But David breaks free of his duct tape. The duct tape has failed. That's how you know he's the hero. He can do the impossible, like break out of a duct tape handcuff. <laughs> and he has like a lightsaber bat-to-bat fight with Johnny. So great. So fun. Yeah. <laughs> but this is great. This is great. This, this is so even better. great. Terry breaks a bat and mistakenly stabs David. Which one do I shoot? <laughs> Which one do I shoot? Because they have the same jersey. But look nothing alike. Yeah, it's it's very good. It makes the whole movie of fucking MacGuffins worth it. Yeah. Johnny! Oh, 
And then she looks at the person who she saved and she goes, Johnny! Because we've known about Johnny for 17 whole minutes. We know him for a first name basis. We're very familiar. We're very familiar with Johnny. Johnny is the most famous boy murderer in this city. Like He is someone who's immediately... Like, not only does everyone know about the murder that happened seven years Which is ridiculous ago, if this takes place in Bakersfield. Yeah, for sure. Right, totally. <laughs> they have kept up with Johnny McIntosh enough to, like, know him by sight, know his face. <laughs> and Johnny, you know, sits up, is about to strangle Terry to death. It's hilarious, but it works. Yeah, because it happens so quick. The moment when she, like, takes off Johnny's mask and is like, Johnny, and he's starting to kill her. You are both... Oh my God, she's about to die. Oh my God, she just killed the other main character. It's like, <laughs> you never even see his face die. Like, he just like out the movie. She stabs right. him in the back and he's just like gone. The guy who's been the main character of the goddamn movie. <laughs> There's a reveal of Johnny's face to her that we, the audience, do not get. <laughs> yeah, not entirely sure what this Johnny guy looks like. Not, not sure what he looks like. Also, like, funny to like have the main killer be revealed off screen to a character but off like like on screen and off screen at the yeah, same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the, the audience does not get it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's so perfect. It should have uh, obviously weaker screenwriters would have just written Walker just fucking gets up and saves And he goes, "Ah, shit, you really fucking yeah, I got to walk this one off." Right, they have limped off together and he's like something about like getting his job back and well, well, you definitely earned your spot on the team back. He's like, "Well, you're going to have to put me on the injured list." Ha 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 end of no. movie, right? <laughs> and then the real hero of the movie finally emerges. No! Beth? Question mark. Beth? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Another, a character with a tenuous name? Life after Beth, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus Christ rolled away the industrial dryer door. <laughs> we thought that she had dead, but she, we thought that she had dead, but she returned to rescue humanity, or at least Terry. <laughs> and she bats Johnny across the head. It is so perfectly this movie because yeah, right, it 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 makes sense. Like I guess we didn't see her die die, so you didn't break any rules by bringing Beth back, but it's so random. It's like nothing. It's like yeah. I'm I really get nothing emotionally from this, but it's cool. I guess I'm glad you did it. It's so cool. It's pretty baller. It's pretty baller to have her save Terry. Good movie. Really good movie. Great. <laughs> and we end with the laughing voice of Joe Estevez still mocking Johnny after his Poor death. losing for getting beat by a girl. Yep. yep. Technically two girls. Yeah, I was going to say, but two girls. It was sexism. Was the... Twas sexism killed the beast. Yeah, it was... <laughs> Fucking misogyny was the ghost dad inside all of us all along. <laughs> Only women left alive. <laughs> they were truly in a league of their own. <laughs> hey, boy! You're pathetic, boy! She beats you at your own game! It's a man's game. Did she beat you? Look at you, boy! <laughs> <laughs>
The ripoff report card. The ripoff report card. In this movie, someone got a bat inside of them in a way you wouldn't want. The ripoff report card. Did that sound like that baseball thing? It didn't really in my. It didn't really in my head. Close enough. I should probably start to write these before we record. <laughs> Charge. <laughs> the Catcher Ripoff Report Card is brought to you by Ballpark Frank Stallones. They write all the music for their brother's movies when you cook them. <laughs> <laughs> the Catcher star David Hevener has led many lives. Many B-movie aficionados know him as the curly-haired, clenched-jawed, and steely-eyed hero of bravura action picks like Outlaw Force, Kill Crazy, Prime Target, and Raging Cajun. Some know him as a successful country music writer, scoring top ten hits in the 70s and writing for Hee Haw and The Tonight Show before performing music in his own movies some years later. But many, many people know him as the center of a network of religious channels under the umbrella David Heavener TV. Both the mastermind behind and personality in front of his namesake network, David Heavener TV offers 10 channels that host content from podcast to quote-unquote investigative journalism to music. Topics of shows include demonic activity, Satanic ritual abuse, human trafficking, false signs and lying wonders, alien demon disclosure, deep state, new age practices invading the church. This is literally taken from their website. Oh my god. While it would be impossible to pick apart the vast swath of information Heavener discusses, they do cover the New World Order conspiracy theory. <laughs> New World Order, for those unfamiliar, is the idea that a secret globalist organization actually pulls the strings behind all political machinations and that they have been plotting to create a single world authoritarian government. While it is generally believed to have risen to prominence during the Second Red Scare in the late 40s, early 50s, it can be tracked back even further to around the turn of the century and has distinctly anti-Semitic lineage. Mm -hmm. The forged text called The Protocols of the Elders of Zion was published around 1902 and borrows from a number of texts, including a fictional play by French playwright Maurice Jolet called Dialogues in Hell Between Napoleon and Montesquieu. What? Protocols purports to be a real document detailing the plans for Jews to take over the world and has been described by scholars as probably the most influential work of anti-Semitism ever written. <laughs> this happens to be the case in part because everyone's favorite fender fabricator, Henry Ford, was not only an auto enthusiast, but also an anti-Semitic. Wait, yeah. And when he found himself with a copy of Protocols of the Elder Zion, he published a series of anti-Semitic articles in his newspaper, the Dearborn Independent. These articles quoted liberally from Protocols, and according to some sources, reprinted Protocols in its entirety. 
The articles were later collected into a book called The International Jew, The World's Foremost Problem. <laughs> and while the Dearborn Independent was ostensibly a small town newspaper, it was circulated to all the Ford plants in the country and sometimes even included in the purchase of a Ford car at the time. <laughs> Now, while it's difficult to quantify the impact of something like this, the Nazis garnered Ford with an award in 1938 called the Grand Cross of the German Eagle. So next time a religious zealot spouts off about the New World Order, One World Religion, or something similar, you can tell him to take a height. Well, it'd be faster than driving a Ford home anyway. (laughs) <laughs> nice got him <laughs> Woo! take that Henry that's one all baby <laughs> and that has been the catcher rip off report card Yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh no who's that coming it is Johnny who is that well that's the killer the entire time <laughs> All right, y'all. That was the ketchup. (laughs) So that we don't go into extra innings, tell me what are we walking away from the catcher with? What could end up on that final test? There's no crying in baseball, but there is dying in baseball. <laughs> yes. yeah. Casey, you can't talk about extra innings when there is a movie about a guy getting anally raped by a cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with this one, though. Catcher, I hardly know her. <laughs> After that report card, I guess I have to drive my Ford Focus into the L.A. River. <laughs> oh, oh, you oh, you drive a Ford, I'm sorry. Oh, damn, Josh. <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> uh, uh, you're, you're what they call a self-driving Jew. <laughs> I like that joke because it doesn't actually make any sense. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> like the All best right. jokes, too. Oh, that's enough laughs, everybody. Now pick up that ball. (laughs) Boy, I said pick up that ball. Video High would love to thank our teacher, Mr. Philip Marlowe, Seth Applebaum of Ghost Funk Orchestra, and Gabriella Tessitore of Scout Harris for the theme music. Justin Ferrero of the Rizzos did our bed music. Thank you to Ann Shearer for our logo. And our Video High crew. Greg Hansen, Casey Regan, Josh Roth, and me, Jamie Kennedy. Tune in next time where there'll be a pop quiz on how you spent your summer vacation because we're diving into Carl Reiner's 1987 classroom comedy, Summer School. Be sure to study or Mark Harmon will be very disappointed in you. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And find us on social media, at Video High Podcast on Instagram, at Video High Pod on Twitter, and Video High Podcast on Facebook.
after the very, very slow credits, because <laughs> there are nine people who made this movie, apparently. <laughs> I wish we just had, like, a shot of just the other announcer, like, picking up the morning paper and just, like, reading about all everyone he's ever known having died last night. <laughs> <laughs> In your ear. Podcast Network.